<laughs> you just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. We're back on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon, just after Thanksgiving, you know, coming back from Thanksgiving break and diving back into school, not saying I am excited I'm back to school, but hey, you know, time passes, you got to move on with the punches, you know, but yeah, man, I had a ton of fun over Thanksgiving break. I don't know what you guys did for Thanksgiving. Hopefully you ate a bunch of food. That's kind of the you know, the whole point. Um, yeah, dude, I think my favorite food I had at Thanksgiving was like this sweet, sweet potato, like cinnamon type dish. I don't know. I like sweet potatoes and I like cinnamon and those things were clashing and just hugging up on each other in this little casserole bowl. And I was like, yeah, give me some of that. So that was my favorite food of Thanksgiving. You know, I actually tried to make it a priority to do as much as I possibly could over this Thanksgiving break because I can't think from any previous years that like I really took advantage of having time off from school to do things other than just homework and stuff. So I was like, you know what, whenever we go back home, we're just going to try to knock everything out in a row as far as like just stuff to do, you know, and in fact, this year, uh, my Thanksgiving break was a week. Usually, it's like half of a week. That's kind of like how high school does it. But now, it's like I had a whole week off, and I'm like, wow, what do I do with all this time? Oh, yeah, I got to fill it with fun stuff. So that's exactly what I did. I, got, I hung out with my sister a whole bunch. We took some pictures for her like graduating like senior thing. And yeah, I went to a bunch of thrift stores. We checked out this one little hiking mountain trail by my house. It's kind of cool. I used to go there in high school a whole bunch with my buddies, but I don't know, just slowly started not going. And I was like, you know what? We got to revisit that place because it's, uh, it's been a minute. So I did that. Um, what else did I do? I got to hang out with a few of my buddies from back home. That's always a good time. Absolutely had a gut-busting laugh with them every day we hung out. I mean, it was incredible. I can't remember the last time I laughed that hard to where it's like, you know, you're holding your stomach and you're just struggling to breathe. You know, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how I don't have an eight-pack by now. Um, yeah, that was fun. We hit up some thrift stores, ate some good food, and just had a had a grand old time. Man, that's one thing I'll say I'm thankful for is having a group of people that, you know, make me laugh. I think this year is probably the most aware I've been of the things I'm thankful for. You know, usually people take one day out of the year to appreciate the things they're thankful for, you know, Thanksgiving, they're like, Oh yeah, I'm thankful for my friends. Uh, thankful for uh, my house and all that good stuff. But I've really been trying to hone in the idea that I should be thankful every single day about everything, you know, express gratitude when you can, especially towards the people that help you out, you know, like, you know, if you got friends that make you laugh, be thankful for them. 
if you got friends that help you out in your business or schoolwork, whatever you got going on, be thankful for that. Be thankful for the people that are above you giving advice and some helpful information to, you know, further whatever you got going on. Be thankful for that. Be thankful for the great food that you get to eat, whatever you may like, you know, whether you like Chick-fil-A, whether you just like eating popsicles all day, um, you know, be thankful for that. But yeah, there's a lot of things to be thankful for, um, especially just, I mean, showing your gratitude whenever you can, just I think is a huge factor in contributing to your overall, overall happiness because you're expressing your appreciation for those things, you know? It makes you realize what's good and what's not and, you know, all that good stuff. But I really think the friends one is huge too because, man, nowadays it's like you kind of, you realize that like, hey, all right, the cool people that I have in my life, like they're super important because it's kind of difficult to really find those people to jive with you in that certain way and, you know, get the same humor as you do and like the same things that you like. I mean, it's one thing having a common hobby as someone, but it's it's even better whenever like you share the same values. So I think that's super important. And, you know, I'm still learning how to align myself with the right people and really, uh, you know, filtering out the types of people that I want in my life. And that has been something I've really been focusing on over the past few months and, you know, really getting clear on, you know, who's adding value to my life and who isn't and just kind of prioritizing the dedication of time uh, to both of those. So back in the day, you know, when you were like five, 10, it didn't take much to develop a deep friendship, right? I mean, you're sitting there in like the first grade and some kid says he likes Legos. You're like, oh, word, I like Legos too. Pretty soon, you're 10 years deep in a relationship just because, you know, you like Legos. But growing up, it's kind of different, you know? It's like you meet a dude and he's like, oh, yeah, I like cars. You're like, oh, okay, I like cars too. But, you know, you later find out he's like a, you know, just crazy alcoholic and he doesn't have like good life habits. And you're like, hey, he may like cars, but he may not be you know, adding value to my life or, you know, just not really aligning with me on uh, certain things. You know, that's just the fun of getting to know people and swimming through the social ecosystem. So in middle school and high school, I tried a good amount of things as far as putting myself in a position to where I thought I would meet people that are similar to me. So I did football for a little bit. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I like sports. I like football. Let's see where this goes. I get put on the best team in the state, pretty much. And yeah, all those guys had been playing football for, you know, since they popped out of the womb. And here I am, never played football a day in my life. And I'm like, hey, um, yeah, I'm here to I'm here to shine, boys. And they were like, oh, okay, what's this weirdo doing? It was like those guys have been playing football a while, and I just kind of got thrown in as the new guy, you know, the uh, the deer to the alligator, as you will. So, time goes by, I'm playing and, you know, practicing and stuff, and I could tell that these guys, like, weren't as nice to me as they were to, like, their 
teammates and stuff. And, you know, I don't know. I didn't really understand it. I was like, okay, I get it. Like, you're better than me, but, like, you don't have to, like, be a jerk about it, you know? But they were just kind of, like, rubbing it in my face. Like, hi, like, we get it. You suck. And we're going to teach you a lesson about it or something like that. I don't know. It was kind of weird. And I didn't really understand why at the time. But, yeah, I just didn't really think much of it. I was like, okay, cool. Like, they'll get over this at some point. Like, I'll prove myself that I can actually catch a football. And, yeah, things will be good. Long story short, it really didn't. I mean, I was on the team for, like, a year. And, yeah, I mean, things really didn't get better. And I just was not enjoying it. I was getting hurt a bunch. And... You know, and then I broke my hand like mid-season from uh, from that fight, and then I was out the rest of the season. And they're like, "Okay, great! Like you just handicapped our team by doing something stupid outside of football." And you know, so I was like, "You know, there's just too many red flags going on. I don't think football's for me." You know, I mean, these guys just don't think the same as me. You know, they're just they don't have like the I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. Like they don't have the right mindset as, you know, just being collaborative as a team. Like it was really like self-focused energy. Like everyone thought they were the, the cheese and, you know, they rarely like helped out the new guys and stuff. So I don't know. I just didn't really understand that concept and was not jiving with it. So I was like, okay, cool. Football's not for me. We're moving on. So at the beginning of seventh grade, I had just met John, who I mentioned in the book, good friend of mine, and we were both interested in film and stuff. And we knew that our school had like a broadcasting like class. So at our school, you know, they had daily announcements every morning, you know, just going over like the weather, like local news going on stuff going around the school stuff like that and they would broadcast it across the smart boards every morning and they had like a whole production team that was kind of run by the engineering teacher and i don't know how or why he had just all this camera equipment and production stuff i mean it was like a mini like news station like at our middle school it was so cool but John and I, being interested in film, were like, hey, yo, let's get in this. And, you know, our buddy Jackson was also interested in film, too. So I think we all joined uh, first year of middle school. I was like seventh grade or something. And we're like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah, like we're going to we're going to transfer our YouTube editing skills to this broadcasting thing like it's gonna be sick like people are gonna love like what we're contributing it's gonna be great and it was fun like it was an absolute blast for those two years that we were in it but there was also like this missing element like we weren't a part of the team as much as everyone else was because the ironic part is this broadcasting organization was kind of run by the popular kids at our school all the popular kids got like the the top tier positions and you know i mean there was like the president of the broadcasting so it was called tbs and 
you know, there was like the teleprompter person, the person that would run like the switchboard and do like kind of the directing of it. And yeah, they, they all were really, really popular people at our school. And I vividly remember like me, John and Jackson kind of got the lower tier jobs like, oh yeah, you just like stand off in the corner and like hold a sign. Um, thank goodness that eventually started to like fizzle out a little bit to where like we started doing the editing and stuff and we started doing more video projects. So, you know, luckily we'd kind of proved ourselves towards the end or half of our time there. But it was still mainly like just ran by the people that were higher up socially, which kind of gave me a glimpse into like just how, you know, other things work in life. Like, hey, if people are just more popular, more liked by the masses, you know, even though they may not be the best people, they still kind of come out on top just from sheer numbers. So that was kind of interesting. But in the mix of popular people, we were able to weed out a couple individuals that were much nicer than the big popular group. Like, I remember there was a guy named Trevor. He was super, super nice. Like, he was, I would say, considered to be in the popular group, but he was one of the nicer dudes in there. Like, he liked Star Wars, and he was, like, a genuinely, like, good person. So... I could I could tolerate being around all those popular jerks or whatever, but you know Trevor was cool. And then there was also another chick called Summer, and Summer was super cool. I mean, she was I don't know, I would consider her like in kind of in the popular group, but yeah, she was like really nice to like me, John, and Jackson, and I really like appreciated that. Um, I think she was like the teleprompter person or something. I don't know. I'm, it's hard to remember because it's so far back, but yeah. So, you know, I just had to look past it. All the, uh, all the socialness, like it was, I don't know. It was kind of not the best environment for actually wanting to be involved with TBS and all that good stuff, but it definitely made me learn a lot about like how production works and just kind of the very like bare bones of just how, like running a news station works. I mean, that was super cool. Like John and I, we made so many films for that little broadcasting network. And, you know, we had a blast like coming up with short films and we just re rewrote scripts. We did funny little sketches for, uh, you know, every Friday they would play like a little short film and stuff. And the teacher running the class would kind of tell John Jackson and I to come up with, uh, a little short film for the week and funny enough all the other popular kids would make like other short films too on the side and you know from what i can remember it's like they usually played uh the popular kids films just because you know they're more i don't know it's kind of difficult to explain but they ended up playing like a lot more of the popular people's short films than ours just because I don't know. It was just that social dynamic to where like, okay, well, more people like them, so we're going to play their stuff. And, you know, John, Jackson, Nick, they're cool and all, but like not many, not many people know them. So, yeah, that's how I kind of like navigated through that environment a little bit. But 
it definitely gave me an insight of what I was like, wow, like these people like are just kind of like fake to each other. Like, I don't think they are developing like actual like genuine friendships with each other. I think they're just kind of it's just like a battle of who has the most money and who drives the nicest car. But, you know, John and Jackson and I, we're like, okay, like we like what each other do like you know they're we're actually like cool people like we hang out on the weekends and do all this fun stuff and yeah i mean it was just a better flow of being friends so yeah after middle school going to high school and high school was kind of interesting because i don't remember doing that much navigating on you know finding a good group of friends it was mainly from I was already friends with John Jackson and my other buddy Truman. And we had established kind of like this group called the hot sauce pack. And from there we took that over to high school. And then eventually like, you know, John Jackson and Truman just started making friends. And then pretty soon we, you know, started collecting more friends that thought like us and they weren't necessarily in the popular group. So we didn't have to worry about them like, you know, gossiping to other people just for random reasons or whatever. Cause I don't know, they just like to do that. But yeah, we had slowly started collecting dudes that were like super cool and like aligned with us on like a lot of things. And that eventually grew to be what is known today as Tulsa Thought Police. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of those friendships sprouted from the fundamental liking of just liking cars and liking, like, motorsports and stuff. And then pretty soon, like, we just hung out a couple times and, like, dang, like, they like other stuff that we like. Like, this is sick. And, yeah, we, I mean, we ate lunch together. We always parked our cars in the back of the lot together. I mean, it was sick. But... We also made friends with like other people around the school, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, these are like my fundamental friend group, you know, like, obviously I think everyone has friends outside of like their main friend group, but I wouldn't say that I had difficulties like navigating, uh, through high school, like by myself, which honestly, I think that is one of the most difficult things to do because everyone's already just clicked up and everything. And you know, you kind of have to insert yourself into already established friend groups or start your own, you know. And honestly, I would say college is almost the exact same thing, too, because being a transfer student, I didn't get to live in dorm life or anything like that. So I was thrown into the mix like sophomore year or something. And everyone was actually, no, I think it was like third year college. I don't know, something like that. And everyone was already kind of clicked up and everything. But I did run into a few people who, you know, were willing to like say what's up to me and stuff like that. And yeah, but then it's funny. You start like really putting an effort to start joining these groups and these clubs because you would just want to get involved and just grow your your base of friends and stuff like that. I don't know. It's funny. Like you start talking to these people for a little bit and they might have common interest in you, but you can tell fundamentally that they don't align with you as far as like your values or something like that. 
One example that comes to mind when relating to that is a kind of organization club I kind of was interested in at one point. It was recommended to me by a friend of a friend, and he was like, yo, you should totally like go check it out sometime. I'm like, all right, word of that. So I headed down after class one day and met up with them and got to talking to them. Super cool guys. It was kind of like a social club thing. And yeah, I get to talking to a few of them and they had pretty similar interests to me. Like I was talking to one of the guys and I was like, yeah, I used to skateboard. He's like, oh, that's cool. I used to skateboard too. And I'm like, that's rad. And then I think I got like the opportunity to like hang out with them outside of school. And, you know, I mean, yeah, why not? You know, and I kind of got a glimpse into what they're kind of like outside of school, I guess. I don't know. They're just kind of acted more like themselves. And it was, I don't know, it kind of threw me off. Like they were just kind of like gossiping and talking bad about some people that I knew. And I was like, yo, yo, this is like not rad. Like we could be talking about so much other like productive things than just, you know, talking bad on people. So, you know, that was kind of like the first like red flag, but then, yeah, man, dude. And then like that weekend, like they were hosting a party and they're like, yo, like you should come to this. And I was like, okay, like the first time hanging out with you guys, like it wasn't like that cool, but like, you know, I'll give you another shot, you know, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll get loose. We'll have some fun, whatever. So I go and like they were just getting beyond trashed. Like it was, it was kind of wild. Like it wasn't like a, like a stupid, it was, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a wild trashed. Like, yeah, like we're jumping off the roof and um, playing card games. It was like, okay, who can run through this door the fastest? And I was like, okay, this just, this is gone from just like fun to like just stupid. So it was funny, like the next day I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, like, are these people that like, I would hang out with like regularly, like, are they going to like, help me get closer to where I want to be in life? Like, are these people going to be supportive about like what I'm trying to do? And I was kind of on the fence about it. I was like, I don't know, you know, I mean, these people really don't seem like they've got much going on for themselves. Why would I be around people that are like that? So you know, I've got to give myself a little bit of reality check on that at times after I meet people, you know, it's like, I love meeting people and all that. But like, if you don't contribute some type of value to my life to where I can either learn from you or you can learn from me, you know, it's just like, why am I even being around you? So yeah, that's a pretty good mindset that I like to live by. So anytime I meet people, I usually like to get a good feel about who they are as a person before I dedicate any more time to them because yeah, life is too short to spend your time around people that don't add value to your life. It's just a good thing to keep in mind. And I remember hearing at some point, it was like, you are the average of the five people that you hang out with or surround yourself with. And I always thought, I was like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of true because trust me, I grew up with some pretty rotten friends and I always kind of stuck to my foundational values, I guess. 
Um, I don't know if I was shaped by any of the people I hung out with as a kid, but I always felt like I was pretty individual in that aspect. But I mean, I don't doubt for, you know, the overall average that you are the average of the five people you hang out with, which if that's true, that gives you the better motivation to go out and find better friends and surround yourself with more successful people. So hopefully that little speck of gold rubs off on you and you can really leverage that to your highest potential. And what I mean by valuable people is like, do they, are they capable of having intelligent conversations? So say you're having a problem. If you can go to them and they can help talk you through whatever you got going on, I consider that to be a valuable person. If they make you laugh and have the same type of humor as you, that's a valuable person. If they help you with, you know, business or, you know, you, you could need some advice on something and they're like, Hey, you know what? I, uh, I've got some experience in this and I can help you out with this. That's a valuable person. So, you know, every time I meet people, I'm always going through like a little checklist in my head. Okay. Like how, how does this person react in this type of environment? Like what are their perspectives on this topic? Like, it's a, it's a little screening process I go through whenever I meet people and, you know, trying to, trying to fish for those key characteristics that I like, because at the end of the day, I know the type of people that I want to be around and I know the type of people that I do not want to be around. So the quicker that I can pick up on that perspective is, you know, really the fundamentals when it comes to seeing if a person would be a good fit in my life. And that is one thing I am super thankful for is not spending time with the wrong people. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I got to say on that. You know, I mean, there's probably a ton more I could cover on that topic about different various aspects of, you know, pick and choosing your friends, but you know, I'll just leave it there for now. So yeah, happy Thanksgiving. We're rolling into December. Okay, hold on real quick. Are you the type of person that starts setting up your Christmas tree like as soon as it hits November? Or are you more like, a, okay, you know what? I'm going to wait it out till December. And that's when I'm going to start celebrating the Christmas holiday, okay? Because here's the kind of funny thing that I've recently transitioned into. I used to kind of be the person that was like, no, Christmas is sacred. And, you know, you should not celebrate or even begin discussing Christmas until it's December. I don't know. I've always been really black and white on that subject for some reason. But lately, it's like, you know, okay, I get it. I'm more... I'm more open to the idea of listening to Christmas music and maybe maybe setting up a small little Christmas tree, you know, hey, little 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 ornament sprinkled here and there in your house, you know, in, in November. I'm not opposed to that idea. 
The only problem I have with celebrating Christmas early is whenever stores and like Walgreens and stuff, you know, as soon as it hits like September 1st, stores are like, all right, boom, it's Christmas time. We're whipping out the Elf soundtrack and yeah, all the Christmas sales are going down. Get your Christmas cards. You know, I mean, it's looking like a, it's looking like the mall on Christmas morning in most of these stores. You know, it's just kind of ridiculous. You know, I don't think you should be celebrating Christmas five months in advance. But, you know, I guess that's kind of the uh, kind of the competitive advantage that stores do by celebrating Christmas earlier and earlier and, you know, selling uh, all the Christmas stuff, you know, but it's just not it's not the vibe. OK, Christmas is meant to be celebrated, you know, just around the time of winter and the holidays and stuff. And as soon as you start just start, you know, messing up that rhythm, I feel like it takes away the specialty of it and the kind of, I don't know, because if you celebrate it for, you know, too long, the magic gets lost. You know, you want to be in that winter haze all December long and, you know, and then pretty soon you blink an eye and it's the new year's and pretty soon Christmas has passed and you're like, you know what, that was awesome. But now I get to look forward to it again in the next 11 months. So yeah, that is kind of my perspective on that. I'm open to the idea of celebrating Christmas in November, but I don't think that you should start setting up your Christmas tree and putting up Christmas lights in October. You know, that's just, you know, 10 yard penalty um, flag on the play. That's all I'm saying on that. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to turn on notifications so you don't miss an episode whenever I upload them. I'm going to try to get back on the schedule of uploading every two weeks. I think that's a very doable process. And yeah, we're going to see how that's rocking and rolling. So yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your night, whatever time it is. I hope you take time to eat a blueberry. I will see you guys next episode. Have a good one. See ya.